Comic Timing is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Hey there, folks. My name's Ian Levenstein, and welcome to episode 182 of Comic Timing. It's been a couple minutes, hasn't it? Last episode came out in August of 2016, and it is now October of 2016. Time flies when you're moving into a new place. Uh, yeah, I haven't quite gotten entirely settled yet, uh, as that happened uh, right at the end of August, and I finally put some wall art up, so that's that's a good sign, but you know, still trying to get used to the new surroundings, and haven't had a time to sit down with Brent uh, to record a studio version of Comic Timing. However, a couple of weeks ago was New York Comic Con 2016. And I brought my portable recorder with me. And just like I've done in previous years, I got some interviews. This time around, uh, we got way more interviews than we got last year because those of you who have been listening for a while know that last year I sort of took it slow and just got one long-form interview with Mr. Sean Pryor, which I released as an extra point. This time around, I got six. And you'll be hearing all six of them in this episode, both with newcomers, and old-timers for the Comic Timing Podcast, a bunch of familiar voices from previous episodes, and I'm not really going to spoil the surprise. I'm going to let you find out for yourself who is on this episode. All right, fine, I'll I'll spoil the surprise. We got Julian Lytle uh, back for the first time in a while. Uh, He had not been in New York Comic Con for about three years, so very nice to talk to him as well. Mr. Vidal Del Sante's artist on the Golden Guard, Carlos Caballero, is on this episode as well. And then I got Dave Dwanch and uh, Chad Ciccone. There is one surprise guest during the Dave Dwanch segment that I will keep secret because that was really unexpected. So technically seven interviews because he came at the end of that Dave Dwanch segment and was very happy to talk to him. Because I didn't even know he was going to be at New York Comic Con, as you find out in that portion. Plus, uh, we got a nice 20-minute segment with Mr. Jamal Eigel. And then finishing it off with the Benson sisters, both Julie and Shauna Benson of Batgirl and the Birds of Prey over at DC as part of the Rebirth Initiative. And I got to chat with them for a decent amount of time about both their Birds of Prey work and a little bit about the 100. So it was awesome in general. And this year's New York Comic Con, I had a lot more fun this year than I did last year, which is which is weird. I was not expecting that because, uh, I don't know, like I, I felt like I might have been waning a little bit on New York. But then this year, like the fun factor just went up tenfold. I mean, there were a lot of people there that I didn't get a chance to see in previous years that I got to see this time around, ran into Andrew Charpar for a bit, and that was very, very nice to see him, Paul Spataro, got to chat with him for a little bit on Friday, I believe, and walked around with, with some of my uh, my good friends, my uh, my roommate Glennis uh, went again this year like she did last year, uh, my buddy David, and walked around with Chris for a bit, and uh, also uh, my buddy Mike, who I've never actually had on the show, and I should probably write that at some point, but he, he walked around with me for a decent amount of time on uh, that Thursday. It's hard to remember what days were which, considering every sort of everything sort of blends together. What was weird about it this time around is I didn't go to any panels. That's usually like the highlight of my New York Comic Con, and yet I really enjoyed myself just walking around the hall and 
buying some stuff and seeing some things and getting to talk to people and just explore a little bit. I, I didn't go to Hammerstein. Obviously, I didn't go to Madison Square Garden because, you know, I have a little bit of sense and sensibility, as it were. I was not going to wait on those long-ass lines to go to the Walking Dead panel. Although, uh, the amount of time it took for these things to fill up was actually a little bit longer than I expected it to be. Because I heard that uh, there, I mean, there are a lot of seats at the theater at Madison Square Garden. It's it's, it's in the uh, the double-digit thousands. It's like, I think, at least like 17,000 seats or something like that. So it did take them a while to fill up even the larger panels, which is nice to see. It's a it's a good idea for expansion as well to, to keep things that way. And yeah, I, I just, I kept there. The rain didn't even stop me on Saturday. It just gave me an excuse to take South Park photos while everybody else was hiding inside as they had a really cool uh, South Park uh, photo opportunity outside as part of the uh, 20th anniversary of South Park. They had an Ash versus the Evil Dead uh, set up outside as well. And Death Wish Coffee was giving away free coffee all weekend. Very, very nice for my caffeine levels. Some of the stuff I bought this time around include some pop vinyl figures, which was interesting because this was Saturday at the con. And we, we were getting ready to leave, and we, we were still walking the uh, the hall, and the pop booth was just selling their pop vinyls and there was a whole big stink this time around about how you needed to get a ticket in order to buy your pops every single day and i guess they must have had excess for that particular day because they were just selling to anybody who walked by and i wound up getting both the chef deadpool and the kitty pride near comic-con exclusives and the kitty pride came with a really cute lockheed at her side so I was very happy about that. Also wound up buying a Louise Belcher and a Tina Belcher Bob's Burgers pop at one of the pop booths on the floor for 10 bucks a piece. And that was a really good deal. Got myself a New York Comic Con shirt with a really cool city skyline design. And I wound up getting a gift for Raph, too, because they had a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles design this time around that actually said Raph's Pizzeria on it. So I, I knew it would make him feel homesick, but at the same time, he totally wanted it, so I made sure to grab that before time was done. I'm trying to think of other things I bought on the floor. Oh, right! On, on Sunday, I wound up passing by the Archie booth, and they were getting rid of their stock. And in doing so, they were selling books two for ten as opposed to just ten dollars a piece like they were the entire weekend. So I wound up buying Archie Volume 1, that's the Fiona Staples and Mark Wade volume of Archie, as well with the, as the first volume of Afterlife with Archie, because I've heard really positive things about that, and I, I like uh, silly takes on zombies. I imagine it's going to be somewhat similar to uh, Marvel Zombies, and I'll let you guys know in the show what I thought about it. So I got those. I, I wound up getting the uh, Attack on Titan anthology, which is a whole bunch of American writers and artists working on Attack on Titan. That was pretty, pretty cool, and they had a con exclusive cover that's basically why i went and bought it and it's a little bit on the on the expensive side but totally worth it in the end and eh, just a couple of random issues here and there i was missing an issue of uh of chew and i was missing an issue of vision that i wound up scoring on the forum that's that's about it but still i i just liked walking around this time around it's very very weird for me to say that you know i mean there was plenty of stopping and taking photos of cosplayers and stuff like that. I'll have to put a, an album up on the Facebook page. I say this every year and then I don't, but I, I did take a bunch of photos uh, that I'll wind up posting for you all. Oh, and I, and I ran into uh, Adam Murdo and Brian Chrisman of Comic Geek Speak 
at various points during the weekend and uh, had a very long chat with uh, with Brian and also with Murd uh, when he was walking around with uh, Julie Benson on the floor. So overall, it was a very positive experience, and I'm, I'm glad that I continue to go all four days and will probably continue to go as all four days as long as I possibly can. I mean, we'll see what happens this time around because I, it was very difficult to get a four-day badge. But I will bring up that this was the first year that PAX East decided to get rid of their multiple-day badges. They just had single-day badges. And it was so much easier to get the badges this way because people were just— there was no longer the temptation of, oh, let me get a three-day because that'll save me some money. Instead, every single day was the same price— and because of that, I was able to get into the queue, get myself my Friday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday badges for PAX East and get out. I have a feeling that will be the case in future years for New York Comic Con. I'm not entirely certain, but it would not surprise me. And in doing so, I think you're going to wind up getting uh, more tickets available as opposed to less if they switch this way. But, you know, we'll see what happens in 2017. Also, there will have to be a new location for the Artist Alley as they're tearing down uh, Javits North to build a further expansion of the Javits. It's going to be multiple floors as opposed to the one floor that North is, which sucks because North is the nicest building. And I, I think I actually mentioned this a little bit in, in my conversation with Jamal as well, but I I really enjoy that building. It has the nicest bathrooms and the lighting is really, really excellent. Um, but they're going to tear it down in order to get more space, which I completely understand because Javits needs to have more real estate to work with. But the question remains, where is Artist Alley going to be this next year? The minute that I hear from anybody about this, I'm going to pass it along to you, the listeners, because I myself am very, very curious whether they do it uh, where they currently have the Q room in New York or whether they do it where they had the VR stuff this time around. I'm hoping that they don't move it off-site because that, I think that would be a major detriment to the alley itself, and I feel like less people would wind up seeking it out than currently do. I mean, that, that was the greatest part about it being in North is that you would, you would walk through the hall, and then there'd be this separate artist alley that was a little bit of a breather from the rest of the hall, and you're going to lose that in future years. Time will tell what winds up happening there, but like I said, I'll, I'll, pa- I'll pass it along once once I know for sure. And still highly enjoying having the uh, last stop on the 7 being down the block from the Javits, because we no longer have to take that long-ass haul all the way from 34th Street, Herald Square, to get where we're going. And we definitely took advantage of that on Sunday, as you'll be seeing in our next episode, which will be episode 183, Adam and Comfort stayed with us this time around yet again at the old pad. Uh, I, I hung out uh, there with uh, with them and Chris uh, for the entire weekend, and uh, we had a very interesting conversation about both conventions, the state of conventions, and also how actors make their money at conventions. I said both, and yet those are three things. Go figure. But that is a very, very awesome conversation. And we throw in a little bit about what uh, Adam and Comfort are doing of late as well and how they themselves treat uh, conventions. And that'll be out uh, probably next week uh, once uh, once I get around to editing that. When It's kind of an easy edit just because, you know, we had one long conversation. So that should be pretty simple. And that will be out 
at the beginning of November. And then from there, uh, Brent and myself will get back into the swing of recording and we'll catch everybody up on what we thought about Luke Cage and anything else we've been reading or seeing of late. And we'll probably have on a few guests as well, more than likely Brandon and possibly Donovan, because I know he, he expressed interest in talking about Luke Cage on the show. So we'll see where that goes. So that's what we have upcoming. And now here we are with the interviews. But before that, we're sponsored by DCBS, a discount comic service at dcbservice.com, where you can get 50% off of your Marvel and DC hardcovers and trades, plus a bunch of 50% off bundles available for Marvel Now and DC Rebirth. Those are still available. And you can find 40% off of Marvel, DC, Image, and Dark Horse single issues as well at the site. And then save a little bit more on the site by using their Comixology storefront and then letting that just add up and then apply that to whatever future order you want. Save yourself some change. DCBService.com, we thank them for their support. And since I invoke their names, yeah, it's sort of like Beetlejuice, 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 Beetlejuice. Comfort and Adam, Comfort and Adam, Comfort and Adam. Well, the Uniques Volume 2 is in the October previews. And this is being released on October 25th. So you guys have exactly six days to add this to your monthly order with Diamond. I highly suggest you do so. It's some great stuff. And I'm not just saying that because I edited it, but I'm partially saying that because I edited it. <laughs> As I stumble on my words there, edited 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 see you can tell i'm an editor because i can't say the word edit anyway the product code is oct161398 that's oct161398 and it's available in the diamond catalog this month it's also available for 30 percent off at midtown comics if you go to midtowncomics.com but more importantly if you buy this at DCBS this month, it is 45% off cover price. Instead of paying $15, you'll be paying $8.24. That is an amazing deal, and you need to jump on this. Even if you bought the Uniques in the past, this is an entirely new package because a whole bunch of scenes have been added. The art has been tweaked and redrawn in spots. The dialogue has been spruced up and edited. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Gotta say that again. And really just the entire piece, the entire Uniques experience is enhanced and better now than it was when it initially came out. Comfort and Adam are coming back to this with a whole new take and for that matter, experience. It's definitely for the better. You guys will love it. OCT161398. Get it from DCBS. Save yourself an ass load of money and support Comfort in Adam. Because by supporting Comfort in Adam, you're also supporting Ian Levenstein. And he's the guy who's talking right now. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here we go with the interviews. All right, it's Thursday here at New York Comic Con. Welcome back, Julian Lytle. What's up, people? <laughs> I am welcome back, Mr. Cotter. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, Mr. Cotter, Mr. Cotter. 
How's it been, man? It's been all right, man. How's it been with you? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's been way too long since I've seen you in the flesh. True. It's been a, it's, it's been two a or three years. Yeah, it feels like it. Yeah. Man, it's been a while since I've been on the show, too. How, how's Brent doing? Oh, he's doing great. He can't wait for you to be on next. Oh, man. What are we going to argue about? <laughs> Pick a topic. Pick a topic and you'll argue about it. No, I'll be like, that's trash, Brent. <laughs> like, no. Uh, so how, how, th- how things been going in general, man? I mean, catch people up on what on what the world of idols been the past couple I'm of years. It's boring in the secret. Yeah. Not, not, not Mostly movies, right? Yeah, yeah. Watch some movies. Yeah. Talk about them. What you what you what you see latest? I saw Girl on the Train was trash. Oh yeah. Trash. Wow. Trash. It's about terrible white people doing terrible things to each other. So we know. I hope the book also wasn't about terrible white uh-huh. people doing terrible things to each other. So, like, sort of like dr- girl with the dragon tattoo only on a train. Yo, that joint was was more interesting uh-huh. because you had like James Bond not being James Bond, though. right? And you had like all the dope actors. And you had Fincher just being amazing. And you know, Ruby Mara wasn't a terrible person. She just was damaged and she was treated poorly. Yeah. No, like everybody in Girl on the Train is terrible people. Oh, jeez. Even even Allison Janney. Yes. All hail Queen Allison Janney. She's being a terrible, terrible female cop. Ah. She, she's my girl, though. I, everything Allison Janney is in is gold. Yeah, yeah, she's good, but she probably acted her role correctly because yeah. the character just is a terrible person. I don't know. Yeah. That's that, the last thing I said. That's, that's, that's mainly what you do now, though, right? It's yeah. just the, the the reviews and the, and the, and the art stuff. Yeah, I do some stuff. I don't I don't know. I do my podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's still going. That's still, that's still going. When am I, I going to get back on that, huh? Oh, we got to work that out. That could be fun. We never did part two of that, uh, that Power that Rangers Power joint. Rangers, the Power Rangers changed so much since then. I know. Yo, mad people love the episode on SoundCloud. It got like 700 listens. It's because I'm on it. Yeah. Okay, fine. It's because it's because Pryor's on it. Yeah. Why? Because Martez is on. He loves Power Rangers. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Where's his Sunday? Yo, that came up recently. I know. I yo. know. That, that's what got me thinking about you, and I, that's why still I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Still bad, yo. I still feel some type of way about that Sunday. So it's okay. Uh, your revenge is that he can't actually eat Sundays anymore. That makes me sad, but still. Yeah. With my Sunday, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> What you what you doing these days, uh, art wise? So, what, 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 what do you want to show? Because every time I show something, it's dope. Yeah, giant corporations remake it. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I know no one does. <laughs> that's why you're boycotting Iron Fist, even though I mean, and Luke Cage. That's why Luke Cage was made for you, man. And you're just gonna go ahead and abandon it. You'll never see it. I've never watched it. Swear to God, you'd love it. Never, no, I won't. I, I, I know you would. Cause them people made it. Netflix made it. Them people got their hands in it. Ugh. Oh, you pain me so much. Them peoples. I don't right. mess with them peoples. Okay. They All right. Us. I see how it is. I see how it is. What What have you been uh, watching that you actually been liking lately? Yo, Designated Survivor. Yes. It's a Jack Bauer power hour, but for like intellectual people because it's not about fighting. It's about not being the best type of politician. Yeah. No, I, I, I've been really liking it. I've, I've been watching West Wing for the first time. <laughs> Over the past couple of months, so I'm on season three of that. that this is this a is liberal wet dream. Yes, it is. Yes, it <laughs> Too is. Much. And designated survivor has been on point, except for the except for the, the teenager. I freaking can't stand it. I'm just waiting. When, when is the FBI plot going to coincide with the president plot? Let's just hope there's never a cougar. Yeah. Yo. Yo. If they can bring back Kim <laughs> as like an aide or like a, a, a congresswoman. Yeah. Bam. Be all over that. Damn. <laughs> By the way, I can't wait for Dr. Dre's Jack Bauer Power Hour that's going to start. The new 24 with the new hero. 
fucking week. Is that actually green lit at this point? Yeah. Wow. Yes. Okay. Black League 24, New Jack Bauer Power Hour. All right. My live tweets is coming back. I was one of the originators of this shit. I, you were the king of that back in the day. Like, you... you I didn't have to watch it. I just, I would just pay attention to your Twitter. I ain't had to have no special hashtags or nothing. Yo, <laughs> Miss Twenty Four. People came to you in the early days of Twitter. That shit was life. Yeah, yeah watching that, watching you know Steven Universe. Love Steven Universe. Uh, it is so deep. Regular show in space. I'm, I still haven't caught up on regular show. I'm getting there though. Yo, it's yeah. in space. I, so I've heard. They canceled it though. We ended. All the old sh- all those shows from 2010 seem to be ending because Adventure yeah. Time is ending soon too. So. I know, I know. And uh, Gravity Falls ended on its own terms. Yeah, it makes sense. But like, if you go by what they say, like Finn should be 18 when it's over. Right. He's not a kid no more. Yeah. So more Adventure Time. You're an adult. Like, you think he'll find other humans by the time it's over? You know they're supposed to be making a movie. I have a feeling they're gonna end it and the movie's gonna wrap up the story. That. That actually makes more sense. Yeah, because I haven't heard anything about the movie since yeah, they announced it. It's been in development. You know, cartoon movies take five years to develop. That's so true. That's true. Will he find love? Will he grow up? Will he find out his mom? Because that's the one part we don't know. We know yeah. his dad is a douchebag. Right. But we haven't heard anything about the mom. We don't know about the mom, though. Yeah. We'll get there. Will Jake ever grow up? <gasps> What's going around with BMO? Is Princess Bubblegum actually evil as hell? Most likely. I did. I, I would love an apocalypse where the only thing left is BMO. And BMO has to tell the story. All I want to know is, can Simon be saved? Yeah. And can his girlfriend become sane again? Probably. Since she's the magic woman now, and yeah. she's bonkers. Magic woman. Saddest thing on television is goddamn Ice King. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Steven Universe gives me the sad sometimes, too. Constant. I've never yeah. got as sad as I have once. Once you see the story of freaking Simon oh and the last God. time he had sanity, yeah. where he was saving young Marceline, most tragic shit ever. Most tragic cartoon ever. Uh, Since Bambi got his mom killed. I'm so happy to have you back on <laughs> mic, man. What you hawking? Just just ants, right? Yeah, it's uh, basically stuff from the first year from 2009. Nice. Like Damn, it was election. 2009 already? Yeah. Jeez, we're old. Yeah. First year Obama. <laughs> First, I printed on last year Obama. <laughs> Serendipitous. I don't know if you planned it that way, but it works. Yeah, I got, my, I got to change up answer depending on who gets in office. Let's hope. It's Trump. No, don't, yeah. don't even. Don't, don't even, man. Come on. I'm survive regardless. <laughs> I grew up in the crack era. I made it through Reagan, Bush one. I hear Canada's Bush nicest two. time of year. Man, I ain't going to Drake land. <laughs> I'm sorry, you mean you mean Jimmy Brooks land? No, Jake, six guy. He's six guy. He evolved like a Pokemon. He, he got out of that he wheelchair. Started, he started Jimmy from, Brooks got out of that wheelchair. He started from Jimmy Brooks. He evolved to Aubrey. Now he's the six guy. He started from the Brooks. Now he's here. Yo. He's a beast now. <laughs> oh, he's a better guy. He's like Digimon when you really get to He's like, what is it? Ch- he's beyond champion level. He's like... He still got one more leg. He got like fused with somebody. DNA Digivolve. Oh man, yo, I love I love this long box on twenty twos you got here too with the, uh, Thanks, the turtle man. van. Thanks, man. That's- we only got Basoba so long before they make that into a uh, to the they make that into a cover. We got about we got about three months before they do another set. I, I I don't I don't even have a comment, man. <laughs> Yeah, we got, we got so we got much longer. I can't, I can't, I can't even set, make a comment because I know what the answer is, and we all know what you the know, answer is. But Ninja Turtles is for the children, though. Ninja yeah. Turtles is for the children. Should mail one of those to Raph. <laughs> yeah, I should. No, I think. Wait, did he buy one? I saw him in Baltimore. 
Oh, so yeah? I saw them recently, so it's all good. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I bought I bought them a T-shirt here. Right, they had they had the, they had the New York Comic Con uh, uh, Ninja Turtle shirt. The best part is that at Baltimore, Kevin Eastman was there. Yeah, and somebody brought that to him, and he knows us. Nice. He threw on it, and dude brought it back. Oh best man, that is fantastic, dude. Next level. You got connections. <laughs> you got the hookups. Kevin Eastman is a real dude. East meets West meets. Yeah. <laughs> If I could only be Peter Laird, I could be a winner. <laughs> like, who could be no conventions? I need to be Peter Laird. Damn. All right. Hit the usual wares. Okay. On Twitter, Julian Lytle, L-Y-T-L-E. Mm-hmm. Uh, the podcast is Ignorant Bliss. Yes, Ignorant it is. Bliss.com. What's, what's your way to step? What, what were you talking about? My latest episode is the panel uh, from SBX with me uh, talking to Nate Powell and Andre Ooh. Aiden about... The uh, graphic novel series March. Very cool. Congressman John Lewis in the Civil Rights Movement. I, I am well aware. He was on the Daily Show. Yes. <laughs> and did he did he did he surf on the Late Show or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he showed up on the Late Show. Yeah. <laughs> Old man shouldn't be surfing. I, I was worried for his health. Like, don't y'all break that man. He survived real stuff. He was he was just set up in another con recently. Him him. He was at Book Fair. Yeah. He was at Book Fair. There you go. During the day when like black people got their own museum. He had nice. a busy day. Oh my god, yeah. But no, every, everybody should check that out, man. Yeah, yeah, and um yeah, I'm on Instagram. You are ants.thejulianlito.com. Mm-hmm. And occasionally I do a new strip. And where, where can they find your uh, your movie reviews? Punch Drunk Critics. That's what I thought. Right, nice. Yeah, occasionally I do a review. Yep. And but nothing Marvel. Or just ask me. But nothing Marvel. Nah, it's trash. Not gonna do it anymore. I ain't even seen it. It's all done. What's the next movie? Uh, next one's uh, Doc Strange. Trash. <laughs> Trash. No, 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 no. That's just the Insta review. How, how come? How come Wong is the only Asian dude in there? His name is Wong. <laughs> it was the Wong choice. Fam. Fam. You're you're welcome for that Why's one, Matt man. You're Mickelson, welcome for that one. Why is Mad Mickelson looks looks completely wasted? Because it's Mads. That is the greatest Hannibal Lecter in existence. Oh my! That show is so damn good. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Top five shows of all time. They, That's how good Hannibal is. Misty Knight Hannibal's it up on Luke Cage. I'm just letting you know. Yo, I'll see. Uh, she she been in something else. She'll be in other things. I'll see her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Doctor Strange already trash. They should put that on the back of the Blu-ray. Trash, already Julian Lytle. Already trash. <laughs> They're never gonna do that because they hate me. Guardians Two is after that. Oh, more Care Bear Stairs, huh? I saw that. I saw like 75 percent of that movie. <laughs> they ruined my favorite Creed. Uh. They ruined my favorite Cree of all time, yeah. and they kill him with the Care Bear Stare. What part of the game is that? I Care Bear Stare? <laughs> he was mad at Daryl. Yeah. He was right. Yep. And man, even that hot neither. It's all right. He's got Halt and Catch Fire. It's all good. That show ain't good. That, I love that show. You, you are not bad. allowed to knock on Halt and it Catch Fire, dude. No, th- the first season wasn't that good. Season Let two and three, though. Two and three. I should watch season two. Yeah, no, three. trust me. It's such a step up on season, season two, man. Season one wasn't good, so yeah. my whole base is well, season one. You know what's great about season two? They completely embraced they the, whole, the, fe- they completely the, embraced the female side of that, the angle. It's like that, that was the most interesting character. Exactly. And they, got, they, they went that Steve Jobs, way. Michael Dell guy was, no. Yeah. Like, he was whack. And they do they do interesting things with them in season three too. Like like it straight up go go back to it. Season two's on Netflix. You can you can catch up. I'll give it a shot. Well, good then, Ju- Julian. The Marvel joints. Iron Fist's gonna be trash. All right. Well, we'll, we'll have you back on for a non-Marvel joint sometime in the not yeah, too distant future. Yeah, we're talking about them Power Rangers though. Yeah. That movie looked like it could be complete other trash, but it's Power Rangers though. You know, we'll talk about it, and I guarantee you, Brent won't be on that episode because he doesn't give a shit. I'll, I'll have you, Martheus, and Sean on. We'll do Yo, it old school. That would be epic. Hell yeah. Because we're going to be... T- we, 
Yo. 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 Back in the day. Well, it would be, be, be like an old school super show, man. Yo, in, J- in Japan right now, they got pixel art Power Rangers. Really? With animals. Get Their out. Zords come together as giant pixels. And White. A Megazord. White. Yes. All right, I got to check that <laughs> out. You got you to gotta send me a link to that, all right? <laughs> it's all right. amazing. All right, I, lo- I love you as always, brother. Thanks, Ian. All right. You know, we'll get more. Comic timing, like we do. Ladies and germs, we return here on Thursday on Comic Timing at New York Comic Con. I'm here with someone who Vito DeSante told me to interview. <laughs> Introduce yourself to the world. Hello, world. I'm Carlos Caballero. I'm the artist on the upcoming Golden Guard with Vito DeSante. Yes, you listeners might be familiar with Mr. Vito DeSante, who has been on Comic Timing before to pimp out his stray wares, and this is part of that same stray universe, isn't it, Carlos? It's all connected. Indeed. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? It really is a love letter to the post-crisis DC universe. Ah, right up my alley. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of people that that miss that era and that feeling that there's a history and you see legacy characters exist and Vito taking what he's built in Stray. He's really growing that. You're starting to see the legacy characters grow, and now we're going to see where a lot of the legacy started from. You know, this is this is a perfect time for this, considering what DC is now doing with their rebirth stuff. They're sort of remembering what legacy is, and it's nice to see another universe, you know, sort of grasping on that and realizing, oh, right, people who grew up in the 90s kind of like that stuff. They really did. I mean, I, some of my favorite characters, Wally West is the Flash. Hell yeah. Um, I love Kyle Rayner. You, you and me are best friends now. You just said those words. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I even have a, a soft spot in my heart for Connor Hawk. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I love the JSA. Yeah. I, Jay Garrick, Alan Scott. Sure. I mean, yeah. So that, that kind of unified Vito and I. Mm-hmm. And you know, we really wanted to create something that felt like that, that gave us that same kind of feeling. Right. And, and the Golden Guard are in many ways, uh, just even looking at it, sort of like the JSA of, Pretty of much, the universe. Yeah, yeah. Of the stray universe, yeah. of the action verse. They. they they are the JSA. They're the precursors to everything. Uh-huh. Cool. Uh, so, what, what, what have you been known for until now? Like, is this your first like real comic work? Or um, I've done a lot of smaller press stuff, gotcha. really, really small press stuff, <laughs> ash cans um, and stuff like that. Some, yeah, yeah. and mostly uh, commercial art background. Oh, cool. I do a lot of licensed artwork. Nice. So, Lucasfilm, Disney. I know those guys. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's that's kind of where I've been making my living. But I love comics. Yeah. I've done a few crime books. I've done historical books. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to do a really great superhero book. Right. So. Um, and, and and it looks like you found the right place. Yes. I mean, uh, just even telling. I mean, just just from you talking about your background. I mean, it sounds like superheroes have always sort of been a passion for you. Always. Yeah. Always. I mean, as a kid, if you didn't wear a mask, you weren't cool to me. <laughs> So, but some superheroes don't wear masks. You mean you never liked the Fantastic Four? I was I was able. Well, the ones that I liked were Johnny Storm and oh. and Ben Grimm. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah. In, in, in a way, unique. they had a mask. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you had to have a unique look. Yeah. Or, um, you know, the Herculoids were cool, but I liked Space Ghost. 
Ah. You know, so... Still still sad about the death of uh, the voice behind Zorak and, yeah. and Brack and all those guys, yeah. 2016's been a really rough year. It's been it's been hard, man. Like, I, mean, I feel... I, that's how I know I'm getting older, is that, you know, people that I respect are starting to die either too soon or... And it's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, this year it's been entertainment yeah. and sports, yeah. and it's just one... One after another, after yeah, another. Major, major loss after yeah. another. So, but I mean, one of one of the great things about uh, you know, I mean, those who, who who we've lost in in even the comic book world this year, it's nice to see books like that. This in, in in a way, sort of respecting the past and then crafting their own their own future. Yeah, I mean, yeah. really, uh, Vito had a very special relationship with Darwin Cook, yes. and that's something that we want to try to capture. That that love that he had for those books and those different eras. Yeah. We want to be able to have that in there, so there, there, there'll be a piece of Darwin Cook in there. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, I, I know that this is a question that like most artists get and like are tired of hearing by now. But who do you draw as your artistic inspiration in the, in your art style? Mark Wade said my stuff looked like Mike Golden, oh. which <laughs> I was kind of shocked. Yeah, that's that's um, some high praise right there. I I would say there's there's a lot of Tony Harris in there. Yeah. But there's a part of me that if I could be Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, that would be the dream. <laughs> he is, he's my god. Oh my god, yeah. 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 I, I assume uh, by Tony Harris, he means like Starman era Tony Harris as opposed to like later on or. Like... A little bit of both. I okay. think I, I it, like Tony Harris, I, I go from doing the likenesses, I'm constantly photo using photo references, yeah, and sure. then all of a sudden I go to comic books and then I have to try to step away from it, right. but there's a weird shift that happens there, you can see that in Tony Harris's career. Definitely, yeah. Um, even early Starman, even yeah. towards the tail end of his run. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of Tony Harris in there. And now I know that the Kickstarter is, is coming soon-ish. January, yeah, we're looking January. at January. We were thinking December, but we're just going to wait and start the new year. Very cool. But we really want to hit the ground running. Definitely. Once we're done and the backers are there, we're, we're looking at doing, again, going to that post-crisis DC. Uh-huh. Remember the history of the DC Universe? Right. We're going to do the history of the Golden Guard and the Stravers. Nice. So every week, backers are going to get a page of that oh. digitally. So I think you're business. talking to a future backer. <laughs> I hope so. Well, I mean, I've... I've you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm buddies with Vito. I was a backer on Stray. I, I would certainly love to see what's going to happen with the, with the Golden Guard. I was a backer on Stray, both of the Strays. Yeah. I met Vito years ago when he was writing for Speakeasy, yeah. and we just never got to connect. And yeah. then, thanks to the, the magic of social media, right. you know, we just... You from around here, or...? Orlando. Oh, So, I okay. may not be going home to a home. Wow. So, oh, I don't God. know. Let's cross our fingers. That is not the Everybody, case. Everybody, yeah, please cross right. your fingers because that would be awesome. Yeah, uh, I mean, so eh. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, my, my co-host is from the Orlando area, so I know, I know about how you know battening down the hatches and whatnot. Yeah. Things are going on over there. Yeah, and so. with getting ready for NYCC, it was pretty haphazard. It's just like bring oh. the patio furniture in yeah. and cross our fingers. God, well, again, here's here's hoping everything goes well on that on that front. I mean, yeah. as, as I mean, I remember when Sandy hit here, yeah. how much of a pain in the ass that was for everybody and how frustrating that was for people. I, I always tell this story. The power was out in, in one of the Transformers in Brooklyn, and it was out from everywhere past my apartment. Wow. We were sitting there watching Deep Space Nine on Netflix and looked out the window and everything was dark. Wow. 
And that's the type of hurricane experience you get in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Orlando, uh, a little bit different. Yeah. But you know what? I, I've been through a few where it's like that. Sure. You've got power. Uh, right. Because you're on the same grid maybe as a hospital. Uh-huh. Everybody else is dark. Yeah. So it's an odd experience. But anyway, comics. Comics. <laughs> yeah. I love comics. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've I've known I've known him since the Jim Hanley's days. Nice. So you know, hey, hi, 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 Vito. Hi. We're talking about your book. Keep going. Okay, good. <laughs> anyway, uh, where where can they where can they find your stuff? Uh, my name's always a mouthful. I'm on Facebook. If you uh, just search Caballero Art, okay. and I'll spell that. It's C A B as in boy, A L E I R O, um, and it's pronounced just the way it's spelled gotcha. you can see a bunch of stuff I do for Tops, Cryptozoic nice. a lot of other licensed stuff and all the Golden Guard stuff will be coming up really soon So very cool, you have a Twitter or anything? Or? Uh, I am on Instagram, I'm on Twitter I'm hardly ever on Twitter gotcha. but let's change that Yeah. and Facebook, I, I like Facebook how else will you pimp your wares but through tweets and hashtags? <laughs> well awesome meeting you dude and um, best of luck on the Golden Guard thank you, appreciate yeah. it, this is fun it was fun, indeed. Bye, Vito. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Bye, have a beautiful time. Catch you in the next interview, which will probably be in, like, three minutes. <laughs> Lana! What? <laughs> Danger Zone! Okay, I'm recording again, and continuing old home week here at Near Comic-Con. I found Dwanch! That's right, that's right, everybody. How's it going? Oh, doing well, Dave. Doing well. How are you, man? Good. I just got married. You did? Uh, uh, we, uh, we traveled Italy, and then we flew from Italy to New York Comic-Con to oh be with you. Oh, my God. Just because you were here, Ian, I was like, book that flight. Book I, that flight. I, am, I am a catalyst. That's what I am. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you are. You're a lightning rod, is what I like to call you. First off, how was Italy? It was amazing, but the mosquitoes are Jurassic, man. It oh, was, yeah? Re- yeah, I mean, look, look, it looks like oh I'm a heroin God. addict. I've just got Jeez. peppered with all these uh, bites. Holy and uh, Megan is like, my, my wife, she, she's uh-huh. standing right in front of me. It's so yeah. weird to say my wife. Um, <laughs> my wife over there is like yeah. covered in uh, pox, really. It's oh, really God. bad. Yeah. So yeah. what you're saying is you're delicious. I am, I am. You know what was the weirdest thing, though? This, yeah. And you'll appreciate this, I think. Yeah. We were just traveling uh, through Cinque Terre, and we were going up to a castle through this like back alley, uh-huh. and... Dave Wachter is at the top yeah, of the I, stairs. Yeah, I, I saw your Facebook Yeah, photo. he's like, no way. And I was like, wait, what, what? And I look up, and it's Dave Wachter staring me in the face. So we just had a, a really weird, awesome back alley conversation. Ah, that's so that's so crazy, One man. in a million, dude. That happened to me twice, okay? So the first time I ever went to Boston, I ran into a childhood friend I hadn't seen in five years. Wow. Yeah, just like straight up. I knew him from Brooklyn and everything. He just happened to be there just as I was going to be there? for lunch. Yeah, he moved there a little while ago. And when I went to Disney World the last time, I I ran into like an old brand manager for Pokemon that was there on vacation with his family. Funny, that yeah, is so crazy. It's a small world. Dude. I, uh, I was, we were in a bar just, just a few minutes ago, and Mario Muscar was there, and yeah. I was like, oh, and like I saw him in Artist Alley at the beginning of the day, finished yeah. my day with Mario, I, uh, and I haven't seen him in like five years, so I, it's, it's amazing. I'm hoping to run into him at some time this weekend because it's been way too freaking long. Just all you have to do is just circle the local bars like a shark, and you'll find <laughs> that guy for sure. Yeah, him, 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 sure. Price and Vin, Vince will be there, yep, uh, yep. just hawking their wares and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Wood was there. It was cool. Wood. Yeah. Oh, I, I haven't seen him in. Like six years since the like the old CGS uh, super show. He looks exactly the same. Always, yeah. yeah he's a daytime vampire. 
for sure. So what's you up to, man? I know you got some uh, some good books out these days. We do. Like, well, you know, we, we started Action Lab like five years ago, yep. six years ago almost. Time flies, and, man. Um, Hard to believe. Yeah, we're announcing a, a bunch of uh, uh, big books at our panel tonight, uh, mm-hmm. which stuff we've been keeping a secret. Yeah. Brockton over here has got a book called Americarati coming out. Ooh. Um, with uh, the designer, the lead animator? Yeah, lead, uh, lead uh, character designer for, for Bob's Burgers, uh, Devin Roth. Oh, my God. It's amazing. And I'm, I'm lettering it. So I'm not only the president of the company, I'm also the letterer. Um, <laughs> You're also a client. Yeah. You do everything. I do. Yeah. I do. You're also a part of the hair club for men, as I can see. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, this is the, this, this is the, the failure club, actually. <laughs> but at least I, I don't look like a dick with, uh, with a bald head. I, I mean... <laughs> Like a divot in the middle, you know what I mean? That's what I mean. Like, I don't look like a dick with a bald head. Yeah, I don't know. You sort yeah. of, you sort of Picard-esque. Yeah, I like that. I'll take yeah. that. I'll take yeah, with that the, with the scruffiness and um, whatnot. I like to think I'm a very tiny The Rock. Oh, like, I like that. Yeah, yeah, a very I didn't tiny know The Rock. Why I was yeah. to you until now. Yeah, yeah. All, right. all right, all right, all right. And you're like a, you're like a Southern Paul Rudd, and that's sure. why, that's, and that's why, why we go along. Uh, so what you're saying is that you're Dwayne the Dwanch Johnson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. I like I like North Carolina Paul Rudd myself. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, so much I'm good Action Lab stuff coming out. We launched like five years ago, and, yeah. and Princeless was our big book. Yep. Uh, we've carried on with a lot of like great all ages stuff, and now mm-hmm. we're kind of leaning towards the PG thirteen R rated stuff. The Danger Zone's taking a Danger uh, Zone. Danger Zone's taking a more of a, 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 a front spot in the company. Mm-hmm. You know, with books like America Karate, we've got this book called Spencer and Locke coming out. Yeah. Tons of great books that are that are uh, you know I'm, that are like waiting in the wings. My book Cyrus Perkins. Uh, is getting a sequel next year, and uh, I've, heard. I've got a book called Infinite Seven. I'm like quietly working on books. I've got like five books in production for myself right now, nice. which, and no one is, no one knows anything about them. Uh-huh. So it's going to be really fun to drop them. And they're all autobiographic. Well, just Cyrus Perkins, <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah, yeah. So things have been good, and and you know the company keeps keeps on keeping on. I mean, they made me the president last year, and mm-hmm. it's been a climb, but it's been a, a climb with uh, you know with peaks that we get to look yeah. down and say, you know, we, we've come a certain way. And we, we started this company off of CGS. It was oh, just yeah. like five or six of us that were listeners that met at a super show. I know. Hung out. And uh, we're all still hanging out. It, it is something, and I bring this up almost every year on the mic, it is amazing to see people that, you know, I knew just through the CGS community yeah. getting freaking huge. It's, well, I mean, like like I said, I met, I saw Wachter in a back alley in Italy and was like, oh my God, yeah. I was freaking out like a little like schoolgirl. I was right. like, you're doing turtles now. Yeah, like sco- Schoonover's doing stuff uh, all yeah. over the place now. I mean, Norton is Norton. Norton you know, is Norton. You know, right. J- Jamal is freaking huge and less huge at the same time. Uh, I'm a a good drinking buddy with Chris Burnham and I remember the first time I met CGS guys uh we were across from this kid named Chris Burnham that was drawing $10 sketches and now every time I see that guy I'm like hey you want to draw me a $10 sketch he's like fuck no I have I have a Stegman sketch that I got there for, you go that's yeah, another guy yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. yeah for at least like I think it was only 10 bucks yeah I mean it's, it's just it, it, it's just, it's so great to see everything go the way it was and even with Action Lab like yeah. see like from that first Kickstarter to now yeah just watching we the evo- evolution a, we launched a comic book company on a $6,000 Kickstarter and yeah. now Peter David's doing a book with us absolutely that's crazy insane. I know dude yeah, yeah. it's awesome but, so I mean, freaking it just goes to show that anyone, and I do mean anyone, can do it. I yeah. mean, like, like, and that's what's great about comic books, I think, yeah. is that if you love it and you want to do it, you're going to find a way to do it. And if it's if it's good enough to sell, you know, actually, you know, I'll say this. It doesn't even need to be good enough to sell. Yeah. You can do it for the love of doing it. Absolutely. And you're going to get a fan base because the passion's yeah. there. You just, you just, yeah. you need to be devoted. You need to actually, like... 
execute. That's the most important right, thing. Like, right. like, don't just start writing a script. Finish. There's like, there's certain levels of success, and yeah. and obviously the first one, and it's like, it's like yeah. comics and music are the same way. Yeah. Uh, the first thing is just, just doing it. Yeah. I mean, you could be in a garage doing it. You could be in your mom's basement or whatever. Whatever yeah. you're doing, do it right. Yep. Second thing is, is to, to put it out in front of people. Mm -hmm. The third thing is getting recognition, and it, it could be the smallest bit of recognition right. from a stranger. Oh yeah. Right. Anyone that comes by and says they, they were moved by what you did, right. and then like. The fourth or fifth is is making money, right? But I think everyone thinks that oh, making money is success in comic books. Yeah, it's actually just doing it. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, it's the same way I feel about podcasting. If one person listens yeah. to my show, I'm happy. You know. And you have been doing this for longer than it's I've been making comic books. It's freaking crazy, amazing dude. how time flies, yeah. man. Tell yeah. me about it. Tell people a little bit about Cyrus Perkins. So uh, a couple, well, now it's been a couple years. I got sick and I thought I had food poisoning. It turned out my gallbladder failed. Yeah. And like six days later, I was uh, I rushed myself to the hospital yeah. in a cab and like I'm always making jokes and, yeah. and I basically told him look man if I die in this cab I swear I'm going to haunt it this was San Diego weekend wasn't it or no I, I actually got operated on a week before San Diego That's and then was. flew okay. yeah. with a, a an ostomy bag on my on my stomach I remembered half the story yeah. Yeah. yeah I was passing out at the table like I'm just a, a failure physically <laughs> I'm a mess but I, like a year before this happened, I uh, I had heart problems, so they had heart, I had heart surgery. Yes. So I was on blood thinning medication, mm -hmm. so they couldn't operate on me because I just bleed out and die. Yeah. So they put a, like an ostomy bag into my gallbladder just so it would drain. I mean, this is, your your fans are going to be like, dude, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> so there's a point, people. I flew to San Diego uh, against all doctor directives, yeah. and uh, because Vamplitz was coming out. Yeah. Right after that, I contacted my my artist who worked on Cyrus Perkins, and she had just gotten out of a coma. Oh my God! And she had a, a, a weird, rare blood disease where she had a blood clot that shut her brain off. So I was like, you know, you're, we are the perfect people to be working yeah, on this comic. Yeah, really. <laughs> so the story is about a little boy that jumps into a taxi cab with a gunshot wound and dies. Winds up haunting the cab yeah. uh, driver into solving his murder. Had a lot of great response from it. I, I personally think it's the best thing I've written. Uh, mm -hmm. We're working on the sequel now. Nice. There's some movie talk. Uh, maybe next time you see me, we can talk about that. That would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah. That'd be awesome. All right. Uh, well, uh, tell everybody where they can find your stuff in general and, you know, the usual. Oh, spiel. yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, you can find all of Action Lab stuff at yeah. actionlabcomics.com. Uh, you can find my stuff uh, at outofmymind.co. Nice. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, track me down. I do a lot of really uh, crazy, odd stuff, and, and I don't tend to do just one thing. I yeah. kind of float around. So. Is the old podcast stuff still up? You know, we just recorded our last podcast. Well, not our last. I'm sorry. Uh -huh. our, our most recent podcast uh -huh. after a hiatus of a year. Wow. We got together. We all didn't want to do Skype because uh -huh. we're so personal. I mean, you know, I mean, oh, yeah. when you're talking live with someone, it's, it's sure. a lot different. Absolutely. Um, those pregnant pauses of like, who's going to talk next? Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so we did a we did a Skype uh, cast last week, mm -hmm. and it should be going up soon. Geeksavant.com uh, is, is the podcast. I, I, I again, I love seeing the old stalwarts still churning them out, even if it is only once a year. Well, you know, I, I, again, I think it was one of those things where you would do it because you thought you needed to like make money or do it, and it's like you know what the passion the passion comes first, you know, and and without that passion always comes first. You know what. Dave. I had no idea you were even here, dude. I had no idea I was here. Holy it's good crap. To see you. Nick, Nick, it's Marino, Nick. Nick Marino. Nick Marino out of always, nowhere. Always. Oh, my God. It's like the tag-in in the wrestling. Nick Marino always comes first. <laughs> but then I was like, no, that just sounds terrible. <laughs> I always, he always comes last, no matter how many people are involved. I was just finishing it up with this schlub. Well, how are you, Bubble? I'm doing pretty good, thanks. Yourself? Pretty good. Pretty it's good, good to see you. It's good to see you, too. I wasn't planning to be here, but... Yeah, and now you're here. Family. 
Yeah. It just happened to be the same weekend. Nice. Nice. Fantastic. Yeah. What are you, what are you been up to? No, dude, we were, we were just finishing up. I'm going to talk to you now. What, what have you been up to? Well, I just got married. You just got married, too. Oh, my God. And my God. sister asked. Everybody's we, just getting, we just got back from our honeymoon. Yeah. Me and Every, Everyone's getting married. You know, you know, Ziggo just proposed to his girlfriend today. Really? Yeah. yeah we it's were, going around. I know. We all yeah. caught it. We all caught the marriage. Yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, you, you just, congrats on that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, so my wife and I are out here to visit family, uh-huh. and then uh, we have some friends who offers, offered us some badges for today. So nice. we're just coming through to say hi. Cool, man. Yeah. Cool. And uh, book-wise, what are, what, are, what are you up to lately? Well, my wife and I are working on this next book that's coming out together, Cougar and Cub. Nice. It's going to be in the November previews catalog, which uh-huh. drops in late October. Yeah. It's a very complicated system we have here. Real, I have no idea what you're Might talking need about. need a little overhaul. Not familiar at all. No. <laughs> diamond, diamond, diamond. Yeah. yeah. So... Look for it in your pre-order materials. Yeah. This will be out before then, so they'll, they'll definitely want to check it out. Tell us a little bit about the book, man. What happens when a superhero sleeps with their sidekick? Ooh. That's the core concept. Cougar is the premier hero in yeah. Megaville. Uh-huh. Her sidekick is Cub, who's a, a senior at the Sidekick Academy. Uh-huh. And they just have this night of, I don't know, maybe you could say bad decision-making. If you can imagine Nick and I spending an evening together, and then maybe dial it down three. (laughs) Perhaps with some Cabernet Sauvignon. It's pretty much how I got this gig at Action Lab. Yeah, nice. Dave's my cougar. I'd say holy fuck, but, you know, that's... Would, would holy fuck be crass? Would that... Uh, no, no, I mean, uh, it's appropriate. Oh, okay, that's good, right. good, good. No, but that's kind of, that's the cheeky concept, but really what it's about is it's almost like a workplace dramedy about how this affects their working relationship because the supervillains find out and they sort of exploit the information to kind of take it out of them. It's very Silver Age. It's uh-huh. very um, irreverent. And, and mature. And mature. For mature audiences. You know, it's not even... The, the, the concept is mature. The actual... Uh, you know, what am I saying? I don't know what it is. It's not mature. I did a book about Jesus and Satan doing it. I don't know what's You mature. sure did. Yeah, so it probably is very mature. You did know. a sequel to that, too. <laughs> you just you just, you just just took that Jesus as far as you could take it, man. Yeah, we, we did try to do that. What about you? What have you been up to? I, the usual, dude. I mean, still doing my usual podcast uh, at least once a month. Uh, just moved into a new place, getting ready to, getting used to that. And, Ooh, where and at? It's a neck road-ish area okay. in the in Brooklyn, oh, so cool. you know I don't want to know people. I don't, I don't want people to know my exact address <laughs> on the air. I mean, I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't trying still, to like, still in Brooklyn. Up on Google yeah. Maps. Yeah, but. still, still in Brooklyn. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So you not, liking it so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. I mean, I'm not. I'm within uh, spitting distance from where I used to be anyway, so I can still go to old, old, old haunts and you know still enjoy that. Um, it warms my heart whenever I see you podcasting. Yeah, because you always like the post, man. I, gotta, I know you're there. You gotta like. What's what's the word? At this point, really, it's longevity, man. Yeah. Well, he, he, he just put out a savant for the first time in forever. Or at, I least, mean, at least is going to very soon. Yeah, you know? yeah. You're we're, casting. Yeah. We're casting. Yeah. We're casting. That's we're casting. sick. Yeah, I know. We're, yeah, we're, but you know what it is, though? It's a bunch of 45-year-olds crying about how they have kids and don't sleep. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, get off my lawn. I'm so old. It's really, yeah. it's really bad. Yeah, because 45 is old. Please. Come on. If, hey, we're getting there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was just complaining that, like, I was like, I was like, man, this third beer hurts. Oh. <laughs> I say that after one. I I, 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 I still. I'm, I'm 32. I can still do at least four or five before I start feeling it. But I'm sure soon enough I'll be exactly where you are, Blanche. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just give yourself a couple years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be that way. I talk right? about my bad knees all the time. That's like my new favorite topic. Oh, I, I might have sciatica, so, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Uh, get, <laughs> well, where, where can everyone find you as usual? 
<laughs> Just Google me. I don't know. <laughs> Wow, you're so you're you're so informative, Nick. There's a lot of Nick Marinos. You'll find some fun stuff. Yeah. Just at Nick Marino on Twitter. I love your Nick Marino adventures. Whenever whenever anybody uh, emails the wrong Nick Marino you know what, and you man, email I'm them back, I'm pissed because they haven't been emailing me lately. That's a shame. Yeah, it's getting boring. God. Oh no, did you guys? All right, I'll start up again, dude. I'm did, sorry. <laughs> did you? Did, I posted on Facebook about this like a day or two ago. I got one of those robocalls. Hello, this is Internal Revenue Service. You owe us money, and we need to get it from you. Oh, really? Yeah, so I called them back, yeah. and it's like, like, hello, my name is Josh. Yeah. Yeah. I gave, I gave him about four minutes until I said, yeah, uh, take me off your fucking list, never talk to me again. Because I'm not 85 years old and falling for scams like that. Yeah, shout, shout out to Josh. Get off my lawn. Well, it was awesome to accidentally talk to you, sir. It's good seeing you. Yep. And uh, Dwanch, always a pleasure. Dude, super good to see you. Ian. Yep. We'll we'll talk again soon. Hell yes. Hell yeah. And uh, congratulations on marrying this girl. Thank you. All right. <laughs> we'll have more from Comic Timing as this day goes forward, or perhaps this weekend. Look, look with your special eyes. My brand. So because I'm special, I get behind-the-scenes access at the Action Lab booth from Mr. Chad Ciccone. Chad! Hello, how are you? Doing quite well, sir. Welcome back to New York. Glad to be back. It's been a while. I think three years was the last time I was here. Three years is a while. And I'm thrilled to be alive and back. Yeah. Uh, so how does how does the scope of the con compare to three years ago for you? I mean, it's, it's it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It feels to me, we're talking on Saturday, it feels to me like Saturday three years ago might have been slightly more crowded, but it felt yesterday to me like Friday this year was more crowded than the last time I was here. So for me, it's a coin flip. This I haven't been to San Diego, so this is the most crowded show that I've ever been to by far. This beats Pittsburgh and oh, yeah. and even, you know, Heroes Con I've been to in Baltimore, right. which are great shows, but this just the throng of people is orders of magnitude larger. Oh yeah, no. I mean I mean this this does not compare at all to something like Baltimore. I mean Baltimore's gotten bigger over the years and that now it's uh, is it three days or four days now? I forgot. Uh, three yeah, three three days, yeah. But I mean nowhere near the ginormous scope of this, this thing. This is the biggie for me. The only one, other one I've been that, that might compare is I was at uh, FanFest in Toronto a couple years ago, and that's pretty big, too. Yeah, and they, they've also expanded. In fact, I think they yeah. bought a couple cons. Yeah. So I, they might actually own MegaCon now, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so. this year I was supposed to go to Toronto, but I got redeployed to Baltimore, which was the same weekend. Nice. We had some personnel shuffling. There were four cons going on that same yeah. weekend. It, it It's insane how, I mean, I know I understand and how, we like... We were at three of them. <laughs> wow. You mean you weren't at the Star Trek con? That's so weird. Yeah. We yeah. were we had a table in Toronto. We had yeah. I was running the table in Baltimore and uh, our CEO went to what was it, Dragon Con that yeah. weekend in Atlanta, yes. Yeah. I mean it, I understand it's luck of the draw. Like, you know, like a lot of the times they can't actually control the fact that all these are happening yeah. on the same weekend, but that was that was really spread out. That was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So, how's life? How are things going? It's going pretty well. As you can see, I don't know if you've been every year, but for me, having been here three years ago and now this year, our booth, our presence, the number of books, the number of people we have has gone crazy. Three years ago when I was here, we had a table in roughly the same location. We were against the wall there. I think we had two tables 
next to each other. Yeah, I, I remember that. It was a, Jamal, a similar thing. Jamal had just joined us at the time. Anthony Rutgazer was with us. We had a couple of artists with us and me. And it was great. We were kind of blowing up. We had just announced Vamplis, but... As you can see, we're crazy. We have an island here now. We've got we've been running signings for three days. We have we've had 12, 15 of our different creators here doing signings. We got, our booth got invaded yesterday by a whole crew from uh, the TV show Miraculous. Oh wow! We're doing the comic book version of Miraculous. Nice. So we had some folks up on uh, the panel, the Miraculous panel, with them, and the Miraculous fans are crazy. <laughs> We've never had as much kind of cosplaying for an Action Lab property before. And so they brought the, a bunch of the voice actors and a bunch of the production crew from uh, Miraculous down. And we cleared off an entire side of our table and we had a signing and a line, you know, down three aisles. It was pretty crazy. What's, uh, what is, what's Miraculous about for the, uh, for the uninformed, a.k.a. me? Miraculous is the number one kids' television show in England and France, ah. and it's number three in America with okay. a bullet on Nickelodeon. It's nice. it's a it's a teen superhero story about a young female superhero um, called Ladybug and her partner or her co-superhero that they work together called Cat Noir, and they have sort of some magical little creatures that power their abilities, and they fight crime and have. Family fun adventures, and it's a it's a really well produced TV show. We're really excited to have the comic book property and to be working with them. And we put out uh, I think a couple of volumes now of a comic book produced directly from the show, sort of screen caps, okay. and we script it out, right, and right. Uh, it looks great. But we're going to be coming out with hand drawn uh, additional work. Those take a little longer to produce and get approvals for. So those are going to be coming out. We think after the. So sometime soon after the first of the year. Cool. I, I mean, it's it's fascinating to me how like you you look at ten years ago and you compare it to now. Just how much superheroes are everywhere. They permeated every single part of the culture, including television shows, including kids shows. Yep. You know, I mean, everybody wants it. Yep. And, and you guys get to reap the benefits. That's right. And we we hope to be part of the. We hope we are part of that push. And, yeah. Um, that being said, we have an expansive publishing line, yeah. and we have our action-verse superheroes, and now we have Miraculous in the yeah. superhero world, but we've tried to diversify because, you know, obviously Marvel and DC do occupy that space. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, we have all the kid-friendly stuff, we have the Danger Zone line, yeah. we've got a whole lot of different topics with comics in them, so uh, we're just having a great time. I mean, I talked. I talked to Duan Sha yesterday, and I want to. I want to say this again here. Like, I mean, as somebody who was there, like at the ground floor, watching you guys, like when you were just starting with the with the you know with the first Kickstarter and everything for Fracture, and seeing where the company is now, hot damn, man! Yeah, we're we continue to be stunned ourselves, and uh, we feel like it's a mix of extraordinarily hard work yeah. by a core group, an expanding group of people now. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of strokes of luck yeah. and good books. Yeah. When we first started out, you know, I have the pride of being able to say, Fracture, my book, was the first book that got us into the Diamond Catalog. Yes, indeed. And it's been a roller coaster ride since then. <laughs> uh, and, you know, the, the Eisner Nom, the first year for Princeless, kind of people started noticing who we were yeah. and we were able to build on that and bring in some some named talent sure. and then Jamal joining us and all sorts of things that happened yep. and we've just tried to build each time and we kind of look around going it's the same thing you just said like well, wow what are we doing here yeah. here we are 
you know, toe to toe with some much bigger publishers, some much publishers that have been around a lot longer than us. And yeah. you know, we're we're in the we're in the game. And and you, and you know, the smartest thing you guys ever did was creating a company that starts with the letter A. <laughs> that was calculated, obviously. Uh, I won't take credit for that. Uh, Duanch came up with the name, I believe. Either it was Duanch or a combination of Duanch and Sean Pryor at the time. Yeah. Dave did draw our logo that we're still using, mm-hmm. the, our, our Labrador with, with the, the lab jetpack, yep. which is now featured in one of our comics, yes, Action indeed. Lab, Dog of Wonder. Pick yep. it up from Action Lab. Mm-hmm. Vito, Vito uh, wrote that, right? Or, or? I think he wrote... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I mean... So my, my problem now is that our publishing line is large enough that... It's hard to remember everything. I can't everything. keep yeah. up with it anymore. <laughs> hey, that's, that's not a bad thing, man. I, I mean, that's, that, that just means that, that you have enough out there where uh, there's enough happening. We're like, oh, yeah, right, we're doing that. Cool. I catch myself looking to Sean Gabarine multiple times over this weekend, like, <laughs> okay, what's that book about? Somebody <laughs> asking me about a book. I'm going, Sean, help me. And, and you're getting back into the swing of things uh, yourself, all right? Yes, I... Fracture uh, was part of the action verse that came out, I guess, earlier this year, mm-hmm. and uh, we're excited about that. I'm currently finishing up a project called Blue Hour. Issue one is out. I'm putting the finishing touches on issue five. It's a five-issue story, a sci-fi story about some human colonists on an alien world after a great resource war on planet Earth trying to set up a utopian colony. and how they interact with the indigenous species, how they interact with each other, and the results of that uh, make for an interesting read. Nice. That was my first foray into a, a sort of a straight sci-fi book. Okay. Like I said, issue one is out, and uh, that's coming out. The last one's coming out, I think, in March or April. Gotcha. And then I'm going to roll off of that once I finish issue five onto uh, a project uh, that I'm going to be writing myself, and that's the first time I've done that. Wow. Welcome to the other side. Yeah. And... I won't share all the details since I'm probably still uh, a couple years from seeing it hit print. Sure. But yeah. the elevator pitch is Tinkerbell meets Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Cool. Uh, are you you looking to do both uh, right drawing and and, uh, and writing for this? Yeah. Or? I'm 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 I have a a tight outline for the first five issue arc right gotcha. now. I'm working with some other writers who are giving me critiques and tips because I have done some writing before, but I haven't written a comic before. So right. I've got the arc and the beats over the five issues. I'm working on. You know, the, where the beats are going to be within the issues. So I think I'm going to be beginning the drawing process here in the next month or so. Very cool, man. Very cool. I mean, I, I love seeing my friends succeed. And looking at all this stuff here, I mean, this this year in particular, this New York Comic Con in particular for me has personally felt like old home week, yeah. seeing a whole bunch of people I haven't yeah. seen in a while. And this just fills me with, with joy seeing things the way they are man uh, so. we we always have a soft spot for those who were with us at the beginning and we I could spot them coming up like <laughs> they they make a beeline and they sort of nostalgically nostalgically look at Fracture yeah. and we reminisce about it and hey, hey Jamal, Jamal last time he was on Comic Time and called us the unofficial Action Lab podcast mostly because <laughs> Brent forced him to but you know I mean that's I'm just going to stick with that and I'm going to roll with it that's fine with us <laughs> Oh, man. Anything else you want to let the uh, the people know out there about? Well, uh, check out actionlabcomics.com. Google us because we just had uh, we had a panel Thursday night. Mm-hmm. It was pretty crazy. Dave was there, and he uh, was making announcements of all of our upcoming books. And I can't go through them all right now because sure. we had 30, 40 books we were announcing over right. the next year. Right. But we got some amazing stuff on the horizon. 
take a quick walk around. We got some creators doing signings right now. Mm -hmm. I'm meeting so many awesome people and so many great creators that we're working with from Jamal Igle to Katie Cook, uh, Anthony Rutgazer. Uh, people I'm meeting this weekend for the first time. It's nuts. Katie, did you catch uh, Katie's Hamilton uh, cosplay? She's been running around in all this this weekend. I saw a Facebook post, and Katie, I think you have a problem. <laughs> uh, I think somebody needs an intervention with you. Well, I, I told her I, I, think I, I you're I, going down the rabbit hole, Katie. <laughs> I, I walked I walked past her booth earlier. I stopped and said, first off, I want you to know I live entirely vicariously through you, and I'm incredibly jealous because the fact that she wound up backstage at Hamilton. Well, look, it's easy for me to talk. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but. I understand it's a phenomenon sweeping the nation. I, I've seen I've seen it twice. I may very well be going to Chicago for C2E2, and if I do, I'm going to try and get tickets for the Chicago edition of Hamilton. Well, my big mistake coming to New York was I have a niece who actually works. Uh, she does some publicity in the Broadway industry. Oh, cool. So I probably could have snuck my way in there, but I, <laughs> I failed to call her. So now I'm stuck, you know, going to Chipotle in the evening, <laughs> and that's that. I believe it's pronounced Chipotle. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Give give all your uh, your personal uh, uh, website, Twitter, whatnot for all the all the shebang. Well, I uh, I am Chad Sacconi on all the social media. So yes, you, can you just are. Look me up, Chad Sacconi on Twitter, mm-hmm. Chad Sacconi on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr. I haven't started Snapchat yet. I do have an account, but I'm still figuring out uh, Instagram. Which is good. By the time you start Snapchat, Snapchat will be over, yes. and there'll be something else to go with. Yeah, so I'm sticking with wh- what I'm on for now. I also have an art site, chadsaccone.com. I haven't been updating that. The social media sites seem to serve the needs for the moment. So check me on Twitter. Check me on Facebook. I'm always posting art updates, stuff from my new project, from Blue Hour. Yep. Action Lab announcements, just hit me up on all the social media sites. Keep it coming, man. C-I-C-C-O-N-I. Damn Skippy, keep it coming, and uh, we're going to keep paying attention. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you as well, and good to see you too, listeners. Actually, wait, you're listeners, so I can't actually see you. Talk to you in a bit. Come on, let me hear you say it just once. You're insane. No! (laughs) No, the other thing. Superman will not... The craziness that is Saturday is nearly (laughs) concluded. You all know that laugh by now. I barely even need to introduce this sucker on this show. Jamal Igle from behind the booth. Hey, what's up, Ian? (laughs) Not too much. You let me sit, so now you're my best friend. Oh, that works for me. Absolutely works. What's it, what it called? They gave me an extra chair. I'm not using it. Yeah, well, so. I'm surprised you don't have like a standee on here, like a, like a buy my book standee or well, something I, like I that. I had Steve Walker over here for a while, and then Anthony Rutgazer <laughs> sat down for a while, and then uh, Bob Ingersoll sat down for a while, and then Anthony came back. So <laughs> it, it's sort of like it, it, it's kind of like a, re- a revolving thing right now. Yeah. And meanwhile, I knew that you know how to make it rain, but I didn't know you had to literally make it rain outside. That, man. You can't blame that on me. Oh, really? No. Really? No? No, no you're, you're sure? I, I turned off the weather dominator. Okay, all right. Cobra did show up. <laughs> very, very, did you see? Have you yes. seen? Yes, yes, I were have. awesome. Oh, my God. No, the, the even, Destro and the Cobra Commander have been walking around? The Destro yeah. was so impressive that I had to do my Destro impression. Oh, nice. What, what you're totally going to do on mic right now. It's impossible, my dear Cobra Commander. <laughs> all right, you've obviously missed your calling. <laughs> So how's the weekend been treating you, buddy? The weekend has been great. It's been a little surreal. Yeah? 
How, uh, how so? Well, for those of you who don't know, um, I'm the illustrator on a series called Black. Yep. And before the show started on Thursday, Black hit stands on Wednesday, and it was announced that our 22,000 copy print run was completely sold out. <laughs> so all weekend, we brought extra copies. Black Mass Studios, the publisher, brought extra copies. Yeah. They brought show exclusives. Mm -hmm. The show exclusives sold out within an hour on Thursday. Brilliant. And we are completely sold out. So I've had people coming up to me because I have a, a black banner with uh, Kari Randolph's first issue cover on it mm -hmm. on, on my table in Artist Alley. Yeah. They are coming up going, do you have any copies? Nope, sorry. Nope. nope. You don't have any copies? Nope, nope. sorry. You're not hiding anything? No, sorry. I had copies. Uh, Kwanzaa dropped off copy. Kwanzaa Sarah came by and dropped off 20 copies for me. Yeah. Those sold within an hour and a half. Oh my God, man. So yeah, that's how. That's I think how nuts you got something here. I, I think so. <laughs> I think so. But that's how nuts it's been. Well, I mean, as a Kickstarter backer, mm -hmm. I'm good. Yeah, you're fine. You're exactly. Getting, you're getting your copy. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't need to worry about nothing. <laughs> But at the same time, though, oh, my God, that yeah. was fast. It, it, it was fast. It's a little... I'm still kind of processing a little bit because it's a, it's a little surreal. Mm -hmm. Didn't you say the Baltimore Comic-Con, like, exclusive was going on eBay for, like, 200 yeah. bucks or something like that? No, $538. There Come are, on. There are dealers here selling it for, oh. like, $400. Come on, man. So, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Like, that aspect of it is weird. I understand that people want to see it. I understand everything else attached to it but as one of the creators on the book mm -hmm. and I've been working on this thing for months at sure. this point yeah. I'm gratified mm -hmm. I'm really gratified that people have been responding to it so well Absolutely. it, it kind of feels like when I was on Firestorm because there's such because of the racial component and everything that right. that's attached to it is it's so prevalent mm -hmm. And people have been coming up to us all weekend telling us, thank you for doing this. Like, right. this is so important. Thank you for doing this story. Yeah. And you're flabbergasted. I am. Yeah. I yeah. am. You're a little verklempt. I, I, I am. I, I'm grateful. I'm, but you know me. I'm always grateful. Oh, yeah. No, you I know, know man. It, I think this proves to me just how important representation is in comic books. That and that it's been sorely lacking for, for so many freaking years now. And, like, a book like this gives people that opportunity to have representation and obviously they want it. Absolutely, but and then we fully accept the good and the bad mm -hmm. that's attached to it on both ends. Yeah. Because it's kind of like I mean, to have the book hit a week after Luke Luke Cage comes on Netflix, yep. there's you know, with everything that has been going on with police killings and police sure. involved violence yeah. and you know, all of the, the the shit that like just makes me curious yeah. on a daily basis mm -hmm. to to uh, to have all that sort of coalesce at the same time has it's created the the need and the want. Yeah, my argument has really become diversity shouldn't be a mission statement. It should be a matter of fact. Absolutely. Unfortunately, we're not at that place. No. And when I see 
like I was walking from the seven yeah. from, uh, from Hudson Yards, mm-hmm. and somebody had some flyers up on some poles for a brand new company. And, I saw those too. Yeah. yeah, and they were talking about how like diversity is our mission statement. Yeah. You're not the only company that's trying to do diversity in comics. Sure. You got Black Mask. Mm-hmm. You got IDW. Yep. You get the, you got Action Lab. Mm-hmm. There are all Action Lab. That's like been our motto, like secretly since, within since, the company since, since, yeah. the, since the start. Right. You know, it shouldn't be your sole goal. You should be right. telling good stories with characters. Yeah. Of every strike, every creed, every, every yeah. sexuality, yeah. whatever, just tell a good fucking story. Exactly. This white Jew here doesn't matter what color or race or anything that I'm reading is, as long as it's a damn good story. Absolutely. Yeah. But I also understand, and I know I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but I. It's a good ramble. Yeah, but I also understand that because we're doing something so blatant in its mission yeah you know we are telling a very specific story mm-hmm. about a world where only a portion of black people are able to get superpowers right. and everything that the, the positive and the negatives we're going to explore all that mm-hmm. in the story yeah you know from like starting with issue two shit goes to like from zero to 100 very very quickly possibly even 101 and what possibly even 101 yeah we're turning it up to 11 this this one goes to 11 it goes to 11 <laughs> and i and i i can't wait to see it man because i mean again like something like something like this is is important at this day and age and like i and i guarantee you people are going to look at the success of a black and think to themselves exactly what you're saying. Like we need more of this I out hope there. So. Yeah, I, I absolutely hope so. Yeah. But I, uh, but I hope in doing so, which is great, working for companies and working with companies mm-hmm. who, you know, it is just woven into the fabric of what they do. Right. That it's not a calculated. Sure. sort of response. It's, 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 not, it's not just putting anything out no, there. No, I expect a more calculated response coming from other publishers. Mm-hmm. You know, particularly ones named, you know, named Schmarvel <laughs> and... Uh, you know, CD? CD, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, you know, often attempt to do it, but... I'm sorry, hip-hop covers said what? 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 I'm sorry, what? No. <laughs> No, god damn it, no. <laughs> hey, hey, it is my mission in life to piss both you and Sean off and get you on rants, okay? So if I've succeeded at least once in a day, my goal is complete. Yeah, like it's that hard. <laughs> exactly. I know what your buttons are. But yeah, no, I mean, like, for that matter, I think you can probably count on the indies mm. to be doing it right. Right. You know, because, I mean, for years now, that's that's who has been bringing the thunder. You that's know, like, like, like the, uh, I mean, yeah, sure, Milestone was a DC property, but it was also in itself independent. Right. You know, guys like that bringing diversity out there in the comic books, right. you can, can t- guaranteed to still be getting stuff like that out there. I, I, I think so, but I think the one thing that made Milestone work mm-hmm. was that like I was saying before, they were telling a very straightforward story. Sure. There were there were racial overtones attached, but that wasn't their main mission. Right. But that was the thing that sort of bumped them up against the Anaya guys mm-hmm. who thought that they should be more, you know, blackity black y'all. You know? 
in what they were uh, what they were doing. But you know, I, want that, I want that on a T-shirt, by the way. Blackity black, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blackity black, and I'm black, y'all. Uh, <laughs> love it. But uh, <laughs> but you know, but and at the, the but now I think because of what we're doing with black, and then you know the same thing. But the same thing goes for you know. Books like Nutmeg, yeah. or Kim and Kim, mm-hmm. or you know, Four Kids Walking in a Bank, or you know, even you know, with like Midnight Tiger or Stray, sure. or yeah. you know, it's woven into the fabric. Yeah, it's not treated as a special thing. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, it's it's own, everything. It's their own stories yeah. and their own. They have their own lives, and the, the creators behind them are. Willing to tell a story that flush everything out, yeah. Right, they're willing to tell a story, flush everything out. There's a, you know, black is a very finite story. Mm-hmm. You know, the the universe itself is expansive. Yeah, but the story itself, there's a beginning, a middle, and end. Well, and, and one of the things that I that I love about uh, specifically the work that you're doing, man, is that like, I mean, you're covering. Uh, Aspects that you know are not necessarily entirely represented. I mean, with Molly Danger, right. you 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 went for the you know the, the young comics, you right. know, giving people a, a front door in that they might not necessarily get from right. say you know today's Spider Man or whatever. Right. Um, and now you're here with Black covering another aspect of comics that aren't always there. I know you don't intentionally do this, but you intentionally do it, and that's what I love well, about. <laughs> it. Well, I think my only intention really is to pick projects that interest me. To pick things or to create things that interest me. When I created Molly, it was really a a, a backlash to both wanting to see a more positive female hero. Yeah. Especially a hero for young girls. Mm -hmm. But also to tell the types of stories that I grew up on. Right. You know, the old school sort of Marvel and DC superheroes. Yeah, something with a little bit more of a, of a Silver Age yeah. en- enjoyable aspect. A Silver Age yeah. enjoyable aspect, but at the same time telling a complex story. Mm-hmm. You know, I was weaned on, you know, David Michelin and right. Chris Claremont mm-hmm. and Bill Mantlo and on, you know, John Byrne yep. and Jerry Ordway mm-hmm. and, you know, John Ostrander and, you know, all, Mike Barron. All the greats. Yeah, yeah. All, the, all, the, all the greats, you yeah. know. So, and those were the stories that I wanted to see more of that and that's what I tried to infuse into Molly. You know, the same thing with Venture. Venture, you know, Jay Ferber and I wanted to tell a Superman story that nobody had ever done before. Yeah. And play with mythology, although we didn't get to do as much with that as we would yeah. like to, and we would, we've already talked about getting back to doing it yeah. at some point. Venture, available from Action Lab in re-release. Yes, yes, it's, it's in trade paperback, it's available everywhere. Yes, indeed. So, <laughs> pimp, 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 pimp. Pimp, 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 pimp. <laughs> and the same thing with Action, where we did the Actionverse crossover, it was about... You know, hearkening back to Crisis on Two Worlds. Yep. You know, t- Silver Age team-up mm-hmm. stories. You know, yeah. Just and- a good old-fashioned 
world-ending, you know, super villain. I also love how like I, I but brought our spin on it. Yeah. You know? I also love, I brought up to uh, to Chad because uh, I had him on an interview a little earlier. Like I, I accidentally did almost all Action Lab interviews <laughs> over the past couple of days. Right. You know, just furthering what Brent made you say on the podcast a little while ago. Like the unofficial Action yeah, Lab, Lab podcast. podcast. It's like, well, yeah, because I know you people, and it's easy to approach you for interviews. <laughs> that's why. And I like your work, so right. that also helps. Right. But it, it's true, you know. But we, yeah, I mean, everyone. And the thing about working on something like Action Force, I mean, it was a lot of work and it was a lot of hands involved, oh, totally. but everybody yeah. was able to put their egos aside. Work together and as a team. Exactly, yeah. you know, which is a hard thing to do. I've worked on crossovers before. It's yep. a very hard thing to you do. sure have for CD. Every, exactly. Because <laughs> every, everybody wants their spotlight. They want their their character. They're the, the writing the monthly. Right. Monthly, they want... You know their character yeah. to be spotlighted. You can do this, but not that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It, you know, it, it was a fun experience. Yeah. You know, and I'm into fun experiences. That's I'm 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 so happy you're at that part of your career, man. <laughs> you can just like you can look for the fun experiences, and you know, take other si- stuff on the oh, side yeah, as well, and that are also fun. Absolutely, you know? like, absolutely. Like the GI Joe stuff. I'm sure. Yeah. That, come on, man. I, I know you're I know you were a GI Joe fan. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's gotta be a but the dream. same thing with the Terminator. Yeah, you know? definitely. It's like. You know, and my I, I itched my closet kitsch, uh, kiss. You know, <laughs> oh god, the kiss stuff. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. The, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that was fun too. I yeah. mean, that was an unusual yeah. thing. All I got pitched was it's kiss as the Untouchables. <laughs> okay. Okay. Please tell me more. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. <laughs> How, how, how are we coming on Molly, by the way? Uh, uh, second book, I've, I've started working on the pencils. Mm-hmm. It's a little slower because of black, but so, it, is totally. it is coming. All right. It is coming. That sounds good to me. I'm black. Full full steam. Full, full, full steam, steam ahead. I'm halfway through issue three. There's nice. uh, three more issues after that. Okay. Issue six is 40 pages. So are we, are we looking towards possibly more after this, maybe? We've already started talking about it, but I have another project lined up after gotcha. Black is done mm-hmm. and working on Molly at the same time. Uh-huh. That'll be announced next year, early cool. next year. Mm-hmm. Once that's all locked in yeah. and ready, ready to get ready to get rolling, I'm smart enough to not ask for hints. Okay, <laughs> I've been down this road before. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to let the uh, fine listeners out there know? Thank Never- you very much, and I hope I pass the audition. You'll, we'll, we'll, you'll, you'll get it in the mail. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll get you'll get a response in the mail. Crap. <laughs> All right. I have about five or six other submissions after this. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the DC talent search is very, very... Uh, <laughs> Ian? I love you. <laughs> Jamal Igo at jamaligle.com. Jamal Igo on Twitter. Everywhere. everywhere. Jamal Igle. Yeah, you know where to find him. I won't piss him off any further in this interview because <laughs> I don't know if I'd be invited back here next year if I get him off on that rant. <laughs> Uh, you the man. Uh, love you, man. All right. Uh, probably at least one or two on Sunday to come when I turn this on. You'll find out because in your world, that's happening in about three seconds. I flooped the pig. No! Okay, and we're back here on Sunday at New York Comic Con, and I am not in the fetal position yet, so that's probably a good sign. And we're here with Julie and Shauna Benson of Birds of Prey. Woo! Yeah. This is Julie 
Benson. And this is Shauna Benson. Hey guys, how has your weekend been? Oh my gosh. This is our first New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely bonkers. There's so many people here, yeah. but it is so well run. It's amazing. New York is crazy. This is our second trip to New York. So we've had pizza and we've gotten to walk around and Good. see rats. Oh, and ooh, all, ooh, rats. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We got the full New York treatment. Um, were any of them eating pizza, too, or uh, is no, that just they the... They were heading to garbage. We saw no pizza rats. Oh, okay, good, good. Good to but hear. That would have been amazing. Oh, that would have been fantastic. <laughs> then you would have had something to write home about. Splinter. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've had a really great con. It is Sunday, though, and we definitely have hit the wall of my feet hurt and I'm tired oh. whining mode. But, please, uh, please, half the reason I'm interviewing you guys is so I can sit. You know, that's... I mean, it, that's... <laughs> Oh, man. So, uh, first off, I mean, yeah. Birds of Prey is really taken off, guys. I mean, so far, so good out of, out of the bat. I mean, I've been reading it myself. I've been enjoying it. Um, so, uh, what's the reception been like here at the con, and uh, how's, it, how's it going so far? It's been really positive. You know, I mean, it's it, when you're working on a book, you're, you're working in a bubble, right. right? So, we really had no idea how it was being received. And when we did uh, San Diego, uh, the Rebirth issue came out that Wednesday right. of... Uh, of the con, so really nobody had read it, and nobody really knew what to expect, and and now we've got you know three issues out, and, and people seem to like it, so yes. that's really nice. That, that's that's a much better effect than than people not liking it. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Much. I, and, uh, no, we've not had anyone yeah. come up to us and say that we're terrible people. Ruined my childhood. And, yeah, yeah. That we have ruined Gail Simone and oh. Chuck Dixon's legacy. Oh, God. Um, no, everybody's been no. really, really ridiculously sweet, and. If I weren't compartmentalizing all of the compliments, I would be in tears every five seconds because it's it's insane. As, yeah. as female writers, too, the one thing we're getting are a lot of women coming up and just saying, it's so amazing to see you here as female artists and, and, wor- and working in this field. Like, there's just not enough of us. And, and for us to represent that and be here is yeah. so important. And that's the thing we're trying to remember, you know? I personally love to see female writers working on Birds of Prey and Batgirl just, yeah. just because, like, I feel like that that's the sort of touch that, that those characters need. Like, it's a, it's a lot more uh, personal and a lot more, I don't know, realistic, if yeah. that makes any sense. And so. Hope is amazing. She's killing yeah. it with the Batgirl book. I can't wait to see her run when she gets back to Gotham, too. I feel mm-hmm. like that's it's going to be so fun. Yeah. And hopefully we can do something with her, get a little crossover or something. I don't know. That would be, be fun. For one of the birds, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, see why not? See, crazy. We'll do some trading around, maybe. We already have Batgirl. She's going to have to give us something good. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's like a for a player to be named later. We'll That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. I'm in a, I'm in a fantasy future, football type of mood right pick. now. Yeah, exactly. Future draft pick. <laughs> so, I mean, and Rebirth, too. I mean, oh so, so far... Look, I mean, I'll, I'll totally admit, I was I was done with DC for a while during yeah. the New yeah. 52. A lot of people were. Yeah. wasn't really hitting it for me. Rebirth so far has been absolutely what I love about DC. Yes. And, I mean, having you guys on the book, too, reminds me of what I loved about Birds of Prey back then. Yeah. So, more Rebirth. That's more all I'm rebirth. saying. It's, you know, we keep saying if we didn't write this book, we would be reading these books anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Rebirth books are killing it on every level. I mean, yeah. Deathstroke... Christopher Priest writing Deathstroke. I mean, give me a break. These right. are insane oh titles. Yeah. And All-Star Batman and Batman, Tom King. I mean, it's just, it's been nuts. And honestly, in the Bat Family, we did a Bat Family panel on mm-hmm. Friday. Yeah. And 
we jokingly said on stage, you know, we are we are actually a bat family that write the bat family, and it's true. These guys have completely embraced us, and we feel like we're part of the team, and it's just it's been amazing. That's really good to hear yeah, too, because yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know Tom King. He can be sort of a, you know, so, sort of sort of a, you know, not so nice guy. No, no, oh. no, 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 no. He's <laughs> he's, like, he's he's a like sweetheart. He's a goddamn sweetheart. Expected. No, no, well, no. He and Scott are ridiculously nice. Yeah. Yes. We love them both. He's an awesome dude. They're yeah. incredibly and generous. Him, yeah. Steve Orlando, all those guys. James. Yeah, what's interesting to me about Rebirth, because I was talking to Ben Percy mm-hmm. uh, about Green Arrow, because he was writing that book before Rebirth. Yeah. That's right. And yet it is, it feels like a different book in some way. Yeah. And and I said, how how did you do that? I mean, yeah. you're writing the same book, essentially. Yeah. And he's right. like, you know, it's just like having, being given a, a, a creative freedom, a license to go. Like mm-hmm. saying, we're doing this thing, yeah. and here's how we want to approach it. And he said, I want to do this story. And they said, yes, <laughs> just do that story. And I mean, that was enough to sort of relight his creativity and, and get that book to a place that people are loving it. And, and, and that's what I'm seeing out of you guys, too. Like, this is a back-to-basics Birds of Prey in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I like to see that just because you're not repeating anything that came before, but at the same time, you are giving people a front door into the characters again, which is really nice to say. It was really important to us to respect the, you know, the previous versions that were before us. You know, that's why that rebirth of the, the one shot um, was a lot of sort of rebuilding and retelling of, you know, this is what happened to Barbara and yeah. this is how she became Oracle. And it was important for us to know that the readers knew that we knew. We've yeah. read these books. We get it. This is what we want to see, too. And we've had nothing but support from DC, so it's uh, it's been win win. Yeah. Did, did you guys read the Birds of Prey stuff from Disney Two going into it, or uh, we did? Okay. Yeah, 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 we yeah. we we actually we those, yeah. yeah. Well, we read, we read those uh, again mm-hmm. um, before starting the run, and then we really dug back and right. went back to Chuck and mm-hmm. Gail's runs in yeah. particular, bringing Hunters back into the fold yeah. as well. Oh, and Tony Bedard had a great run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really yeah. Run. So uh, you know, I mean, and looking at what they did and and what people really resonate to like what is important to them about this team and the thing that I think really drives us in terms of the overall thematic uh, arch of that arch arc of that book (laughs) (laughs) it is Sunday yeah it's an arch too sure it's an it's a very arch deluxe way of looking at things thanks (laughs) thank you for making that almost make sense you're welcome yeah uh yeah uh but the thing that I think really helps pull it together is this idea of family Mm -hmm. you know um the birds in a way are a family and these women all have you know they're very different there's a lot of conflict between them which is really great Mm -hmm. something we talk about a lot that it's a lot of fun to write that the yeah. differences, but the other thing that's also really fun to discover is the similarities, the things that really sure. bond them and bring them together mm-hmm. and make them realize they need each other, that just like a family would. And, you know, we're sisters, and so we obviously draw... Allegedly. <laughs> hey, I, I, I see the family resemblance, all right? There's, there's, yeah. Some people do, some people don't. It's a nod thing. I don't know. I, I, I see it, of course, because I've seen it my whole life. She well, was born on my third birthday. Well, there you go. Boom. Yeah. I'm an only child, so I, I just I just looked in the mirror. Lucky duck. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, yes and no. I, I had some really good conversations with myself over the years. Yeah, you yeah. Know? You're yeah. a good you're a good brother to yourself. Exactly, and <laughs> a good really sister, important. depending on who That's you ask. Right. So yeah, you know, really important. <laughs> Um, so another thing I'm noticing about uh, the uh, rebirth stuff is also like continuity is a little bit more fluid 
people can be in different locations at the yeah. same time and you don't have to worry about like, oh, well, what's Batgirl doing in Japan while well, at the same time she's back in Gotham? Right? Like, you know, accept it and just read the books as they are, which which I'm really enjoying. Yeah, yeah. we were the only thing we were told early on, because we asked that question of like, wait, so should we be talking to Hope every five minutes and figuring mm-hmm. it? And they were like, no, 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 don't worry about that. In our brain, it's sort of like that Asia trip is happening right before the Birds of Prey book right. started, which I think we kind of hinted at on the first page even of the rebirth yeah, that like she just back got back and, yeah. you know, she's ready to be refocused. One of those old school caption boxes, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. totally. I, I wanted to bring the thought bubbles back, but they ended up, I think, weren't they, didn't they, they end up being captions? Okay. Yeah, we, tried. we tried, yeah. we tried, we tried. <laughs> I, I love Silver Age uh, thought bubbles myself, you know? But. We got the, our, our dad is a big Silver Age reader and mm-hmm. he's been reading the book, which is really sweet, and he gives us notes. Mm-hmm. And his notes are, of course, after the book's already been published and done. So, But his note was, you know, whenever they're talking on the comms, you need to have that old school lightning bolt mm-hmm. or like the electricity bolts because yeah. that's how they used to do it in the Silver Age. And right. I was like, okay, either that's the coolest idea ever or, Dad, you need to like start reading some books right now and let go a little bit of the Silver Age. Are you guys looking to play in DC's sandbox any further, like uh, outside of uh, of the Birds of Prey uh, or perhaps introducing characters into the book? Yes. Yeah. Well, our next arc, we're definitely adding a new team member nice and we've been asked to write little bits and bobs on some other books that we can't talk about but sure. uh yeah that's all happening Sounds and good, it's yeah. really really exciting awesome awesome yeah. are you guys still involved with the 100 or yeah we're okay. still on it we go back to work tomorrow oh wow uh, they, gave, <laughs> they gave us two days to kind of uh come here and play and we saw some cosplay for the 100 it was amazing yeah, that was great it's so cool i, I thought i saw some yeah, actually some walking Lexus around yeah. and clark's running around yeah. um and yeah, no, we go back to work on Monday and then we're going to probably be breaking our episode in the next few weeks. And wow. then we're off to that and Jeez. balancing that with the book. Man, you guys are workhorses. Uh, yeah, yeah it, <laughs> right the, now. What, I, what I've been telling people is, you know, we worked a lot of years to mm-hmm. get to this place where we're able to do the work that we've wanted to do our whole lives. Right. And so we're really in no position to complain at this at point. All. You know, I mean, we do a little bit, yeah. you know, and you judge, trudge into the office occasionally and then you remember, oh, I'm doing my dream job. I probably sure. should reset my uh, my yeah. expectation, my yeah. mood about this. Be, so yeah, we, we're reminding ourselves to be grateful every five minutes because it's just it's such a privilege, and yeah. Yeah. we know how big it is. And again, we're trying to write a book that we would want to read, you know, as fans. And the 100 is sort of like a writers' room situation, right? Where uh, like everybody's like bouncing ideas off of each other. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's that. uh, and it's fun, you know. I mean that. That is a fun process um, where everybody's creativity is just bringing all sorts of ideas, like the craziest stuff that we will never do. Right. You know, but we, and, and then of course you figure out like what actually will work. And they're usually still pretty crazy because oh, yeah. our show is very <laughs> crazy. But it's like, what level of craziness can we actually get away with? Sure. Yeah. But you know, you're working with, in our case, it's a, like 11, 12 other people. Mm-hmm. We have like three teams of writers, including us. So sure. it's a it's a full room. Yeah, but it, having all those brains focused on the same. Problems. Oh yeah, no. I mean, you can bounce ideas off of each other, and you know, make things make ideas stronger than they would have been otherwise. That's, that's a great way to do it. Yeah. And I mean, you two in general, you're a hive mind, so that just yeah. helps. Yeah, I it was. I found it really interesting that when we first met with Jeff Johns um, about doing Birds of Prey, mm-hmm. he had a little bit of like a writers' room mentality mm-hmm. of breaking the stories sure. for the books. Which, of course, we could immediately latch on to and appreciate because that's how we operate. Yeah, that is exactly He's how worked we with work. co-writers before, too. I, uh, on, uh, I remember on Booster Gold, he was, yeah, he was running yeah. with co So, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, we whiteboarded out stuff, you know. and, and For the rebirth? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I 
mean, that was a that was a really valuable process for us, anyway, because at least it gave us a little bit of a transition point right. into the book and allowed us to then, you know, take it on and mm-hmm. do the rest of it on our own. You know, it's and I assume it's a fully collaborative as opposed to like an every other page thing with you guys, right? Like it's not like you know, like like page two is 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 Shauna, page three is Julie. That would right? be funny though. <laughs> we should just do that, so like do a book stories like yeah. on every other page. Yeah, and then it comes together at the end. Yeah. No, yeah, we break it like we break our TV. Mm-hmm. We break our TV episodes. We break the story together. Don't we break f- TVs or expensive. We don't break yeah. TVs. Yeah. We break, we break down That's the story. Here's how many pages it would take to tell that bit. Here's uh-huh. how many pages, to, and then we split it up. And then we both take each other's work, revise that, and then we put it together and sit and collectively like go through it line by line. That, and that's how we've written together forever, which is we just get a stab at everything and the best idea wins, best line wins. So what's upcoming for you guys uh, that you want to pimp on the shoe? Oh, well, uh, like I said, we're, we have uh, another arc starting next year, I guess, because this one will go till January, February. Yeah, January. January. And then, yeah, and so that's exciting. We'll have that. And then the show. We, we don't know when the show comes back on the air. It's right. sometime late January. That's, what I, that's what I thought, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah we haven't about. heard yet, but yeah. And um, then we're trying to come up with our, we have a you know a list of creator-owned ideas that we'd love to do for comics. And so we're starting to dig into that and see what's possible. Very cool. And I mean, again, personally, I'm happy to see more female creators out there getting the job done and you guys are doing it great so far so thank you keep it up all right we're on it we're on it no fantastic uh websites yeah twitters all the other fun Uh, stuff yeah twitter i am at shauna benson Mm -hmm. i am what am i the julie benson yes 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 Yes. i I follow you so i know and i I need to follow you when i get home yeah instagram is actually tila j brown for me okay cool but uh, instagram's julie benson for me but you can find it anytime you you see something for her you'll probably see mine more than likely all right guys well th- thanks there. thanks for joining us Thank you. enjoy your next two and a half hours yeah, or thereabouts. Gonna go, i think we're gonna go browse the floor and see what we can buy do it yeah. do it all right guys and this may very well be the last you hear of me at this con because i'm about to go collapse unless i get more coffee oh, so we'll no. see <laughs> it's over okay there we go those were our interviews from the floor of new york comic-con hope you guys enjoyed them as much as I enjoyed doing them. And much thanks to everybody who sat down and spent a little bit of their day with me at the show floor. It was entirely appreciated, and I hope you guys enjoyed yourself as much as I did enjoy talking to you all. Aw, sappy. Like I said, we'll be back hopefully next week with episode 183 of the show, and then whatever happens after that happens. Let's roll as we roll. Once again, sponsored by DCBS Session Comic Service at DCBService.com, where you can find some of the biggest discounts on comic books around. 50% off on Marvel and DC hardcovers and trades, 40% off of Marvel DC Image and Dark Horse single issues. Check them out, DCBService.com. You won't be disappointed. Email address for comic timing is, as always, comictiming at gmail.com. We're proud members of the Comics Podcast Network over comicspodcast.com and the League of Comic Book Podcasts over comicbooknoise.com slash league. Facebook.com slash comic timing is where you can go for the bulk of the conversation between Brent and myself and oftentimes arguments, but hopefully playful ones. And you can give us an iTunes review if you really want to. Not that we've gotten one in over five or six years but hell why not all right for once again for everybody who was on this episode thank you thank you thank you and thank you to the listeners for holding in there 
as we get ourselves back on the right track for releases here. We'll see you soon. And as always, there's always time for comics. <laughs>